Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Can you guys hear me okay this morning? All right, all right. We are in Leviticus 15. Ooh, another one of those crazy chapters. But you know, it's all good. It's all good. Um, let's start with a word of prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, O oh Lord God, and we just rest on your arms, Father. I thank you for waking us up this morning. I thank you, Father God, that we can even come up, Father God, turn the computers on, the laptops on, the cell phones on, Father, just to receive a word from you. Thank you, Father God, for all those who are listening and watching, Father. I pray your blessings upon them and just speak to our hearts, Father. I thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. My lovely Sandra is going to be reading this morning. Okay. Good morning. I'm reading out of the NIV version um, in Leviticus chapter 15, starting with verse one. It says, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, <clears throat> speak to the Israel Israelites and say to them, when any man has a bodily discharge, the discharge is unclean. Whether it continues flowing from his body or is blocked, it will make him unclean. <clears throat> this is how his discharge will bring about uncleanliness. Any bed the man with a discharge lies on will be unclean, and anything he sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches his bed must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. Whoever sits on anything that the man with a discharge sat on must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. Whoever touches the man who has a discharge must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. If the man with the discharge spits on someone who is unclean, that person must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. Everything the man sits on, <clears throat> excuse me, when riding will be unclean and whoever touches any of the things that were under him will be unclean till evening. Whoever picks up those things must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. Anyone the man with a discharge touches without rinsing his hands with water, must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. A clay pot that the man touches must be broken, and any wooden article is to be rinsed with water. When a man is cleansed from his discharge, he is to count off seven days for his ceremonial cleansing. He must wash his clothes and bathe himself with fresh water, and he will be clean. On the eighth day, he must take two doves 
or two young pigeons and come before the Lord to the entrance to the tent of meeting and give them to the priests. The priest is to sacrifice them, the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will make atonement before the Lord for the man because of his discharge. When a man has an omission of semen, he must bathe his whole body with water and he will be unclean till evening. Any clothing or leather that has semen on it must be washed with water and it will be unclean till evening. When a man lies with a woman and there is an omission of semen, both must bathe with water and they will be unclean till evening. When a woman has her regular flow of blood, the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days and anyone who touches her will be unclean till evening. Anything she lies on during her period will be unclean and anything she sits on will be unclean. Whoever touches her bed must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. Whoever touches anything she sits on must wash his clothes. And okay, I feel like, I'm sorry. I feel like I said that already, but I think it repeats it. Um, Let's pick back up here. Must wash his clothes and bathe with water and he will be unclean till evening. Whether it is the bed or anything she was sitting on, when anyone touches it, he will be unclean till evening. If a man, verse 24 here, if a man lies with her and her monthly flow touches him, he will be unclean for seven days. Any bed he lies on will be unclean. When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time, other than her monthly period or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days of her period. Any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean, as is her bed during her monthly period, and anything she sits on will be unclean as during her period. Verse 27, whoever touches them will be unclean. He must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will be unclean till evening. When she is cleansed from her discharge, she must count off seven days, and after that, she will be ceremonial clean. On the eighth day, she must take two doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to sacrifice one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will make atonement for her before the Lord for the uncleanliness of her discharge. You must keep the Israelites separate from things that make them unclean. So they will not die in their uncleanliness for defiling my dwelling place, which is among them. These are the regulations for a man with a discharge, for anyone made unclean by an omission of semen, for a woman in her monthly period, for a man or a woman with a discharge, and for a man who lies with a woman who is ceremonial, ceremonial unclean. Amen. Amen. Wow, 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 wow. Unclean to evening. Come on, let's stretch out. Unclean to evening. How many times did my lovely Sandra say those words this morning? I didn't count them, 
But, you know, as I'm listening again over this chapter, I say like, wow, unclean to evening. Pretty much any kind of discharge of the body. And um, last last week, I when Nick was speaking about leprosy, and he was talking about being unclean. Now here we jump into the fact that it's not only that, but it's any kind of, uh, of bodily discharge will make somebody unclean. And then there were steps that needed to be taken to correct that steps of cleansing. But even, even more in depth in that, in, I was reading Numbers 5.2, uh, and it says, uh, it says there, Numbers 5.2, it says, command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper, everyone who has a discharge, <clears throat> excuse me, and whoever becomes defiled by a corpse. So in other words, even in numbers, he's saying this discharge, that if somebody knows somebody's having one or is going through one or is in the process of one, they pretty much had to kick him out of the camp until he becomes cleansed, until he becomes clean again. So it, it was a big thing back then. Uh, anyone who had a discharge from this body needed to be separated. You could not have any contact with this individual because he speaks over and over again about having a contact. The word here tells us that any discharge meant uncleanliness. Any discharge meant uncleanliness. Verse 4, it goes into every bed is unclean on which he who has a discharge lies and everything on it which sits shall be unclean. So you may be innocent. You may just be visiting somebody's house and you didn't realize that this was going on. And you just went over there and sat on that bed. It made you unclean. It made you unclean. And once you are unclean, you have to go through the process of, of washing your clothes. You have to go through the process of bathing and then you had to wait to evening, <laughs> you know, evening again. You know, uh, it's verse five, it says, whoever touches his bed shall be washed in his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean to evening. You know, we needed to, to, to make sure that we knew what was going on. And if the person was not truthful, guess what? It made you unclean, unfortunately. The word here so it means that it touches any person who touches anything of that, of that unclean other person, you know, you have to wash your clothes. You have to bathe in water and you had to wait to evening. Can we wait to evening? Can we wait that long to evening sometimes when we're busy in our life running around all over the place? Now they're telling you here, got to wait to evening. I just thank God that we serve a Lord today that we don't have to wait till evening. We could have our cleansing right now. We could have our cleansing right at the moment. That when we fall into a trap or that we do something that we shouldn't be doing and then we come to our senses and says, oh Lord, forgive me. He is righteous and merciful and by his grace to forgive us. And we don't have to wait till evening. We don't have to wait till evening before we able to move out of the house or be able to have fellowship. But here, back in the Old Testament, here in Leviticus, boy, it was 
it was it was hard for these people because you know what you could you could catch a a bite of something and then your body's going through a discharge that made you unclean and that was something that even you didn't provoke it something that came upon you you know but you have to according to this you have to go through this ritual and not only that but the thing here anything that you touch becomes unclean so you know in verse 12 he says the vessel of earth that that he who has the discharge touches shall be broken. So in other words, if you had a lot of cups in your house and you had a lot of mason jars in your house and they were made out of clay and you was all over this stuff, guess what? You're going to have to go shopping next time that you're clean and to replace all those cups because they have to be broken. You know, you couldn't reuse them again, you know, but anything that was made out of wood could be reused. You know, so it was something that was taken very, very serious, you know, and any kind, again, any kind of discharge will cause you to be unclean. Any contact with this person will make the, somebody else unclean. And, and again, you know, I just thank God that we don't have to go through that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that we made a way for every single one of us that we do not have to go through that. Verse 13, it says, and when he or who has a discharge is cleansed, is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count himself seven days. So the one that has a discharge, you know, once he's cleansed seven days, you know, to make sure, seven days to make sure that this has passed, seven days that there's no contamination or that you can pass something on to somebody else, you know. And then he says that he has, that he will wash himself he will bathe his body with running water doesn't say still water it says running water they pretty much they want you they want to make sure that you will cleanse of whatever was that you were carrying you know and then you shall be clean you know so again once again seven days you have to wait you have to wash your clothes you know and and running water and on the eighth day so it doesn't even end there you know on the eighth day you know you know, he says in verse 14 that you shall take for himself two turtle doves, two young pigeons, and come before the Lord to the door of the tabernacle of meetings and give them to the priests. So now the priests had to do their part, you know, to declare you being cleansed, to declare you being clean. And then the priest shall offer them the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. So the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord because of the discharge. So here, you know, it, the, the sin offering will remove the impurities or remove whatever was that this individual had upon him. And the burn offering will restore the man or woman back to the community. So they have to go through this ritual. They have to go through these steps. The word here, you know, gets right to the point that any release of bloody fluids from one will cause uncleanliness. So that is, is spoken here very clearly. And if anything happens, you know, and now we go into an even deeper part. It says anything happens while you're sleeping and there is an emission, if there is a discharge for both male or female, you become unclean. You become unclean and therefore you have to do this. You have to, you know, uh, if they wash your clothes, you have to bathe, you have to change the linen, you have to, do all this stuff and wait till evening again, you know, so there was a process, 
there was a process. And now we get even deeper in verse 19. Now it goes into the, if a woman who has a discharge and the discharge is from her body is blood, she shall be set apart seven days and whoever touches her shall be unclean, you know? And then he breaks it down even more for her, you know? So even, even the monthly, the monthly period, you know, there were steps, even the, even going through all that stuff. And he says in verse, in verse 20, he says, any, any, everything that she touches becomes unclean. He says in verse 21, whoever touches her becomes unclean. 22, whoever touches anything that she sat on. So you have to be careful what you were going to sit on. You know, whatever she sat on will become unclean. Anything on her bed becomes unclean. Any, and then any man who lies with her becomes unclean. So it, it goes into all of these details that there has to be a separation when the issue of blood is present. But again, I just thank God for Jesus Christ. I just thank him because if it wasn't for him, well, this place would have been a mess with all the discharges, both male and female, we will have. Whether it's by the natural body or is it caused by something else, will bring separation, will bring uncleanliness. But Jesus made a way that we can be restored. Jesus made a way that we can have the victory. And all of this takes me right into Mark, Mark 5.25. And this is something that we have heard before. And he talks about a certain woman with the flow of blood for 12 years. A flow of blood for 12 years in, in Mark 5.25. He said, now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all she had and was no better, but rather was worse, but rather was worse. So here we have an individual that was suffering through this for 12 years, for 12 years. And, and she spent all her money. She's went to all kinds of physicians, but then Jesus, the perfect physician, was coming by, you know, and, and, and she had this faith in her because she must have heard something because he says in verse 27, and when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now look at the faith that this woman, and she was considered unclean, she shouldn't even be in the crowd. She should have been separated. And you know, and I know, and you know how communities are. They probably knew who she was because she's been dealing with this for 12 years. Because how long can you hide a secret that you're going through something for 12 years? And you know how gossip is. So I'm sure people knew. And because she says that she spent all her money on doctors, spent all her money on trying to find a cure. But she must have heard something of our Lord Jesus Christ. She must have heard something that he performs miracles. She must have heard something that he healed those that were sick. And she decided, you know what? If I can only touch. But that put her in danger because now she was going to go into the community where she had to be separated from the community. We read earlier that if anybody has a discharge, they will be removed from the camp. They'll be put outside. 
But here she goes into the crowd. Why? Because she had faith. My question for us this morning is, do you have enough faith to push forward? Do you have enough faith to push through the crowds that are telling you no? Do you have enough faith to stand by the word of God despite what society out there tells you, about your neighbors out there telling you, what the government is out there telling you, do you have enough faith to push yourself through the crowd and say, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, if I can only reach out to him this morning, this morning God is telling you, can you reach out to me? Can you reach out? I'm that close to you. I am that close that I am able to touch, that I am able to heal, that I am able to restore and he says there that if I can only touch, and he says in verse 29 here of Mark 5, it says, immediately, immediately. It didn't say that she had to come back in seven days. It didn't say that she had to wait till evening. Hey, come on now. It didn't say that, okay, time out. You did this out of order. Come back next Tuesday. No, it says here that immediately, immediately the fountain of blood was dried up and she felt in, in her body that she was healed of its affliction. She was healed of the flow of blood. She was completely healed. She felt it. You know, after 12 years, you become numb to whatever it is that you're dealing with. You become used to, this is the way it is. You, you know, I, I know that because, you know, we, I, we take care, we, we were taking care at the Cindy's mom for many, many, many years. And, and she was pretty much bedridden. And it become it became like a, a something that I did every single day. You know, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I would go and take care of her. I would go and visit her, you know, and it becomes so, and you get so used to it that it was like, a, it was a time clock. You know, this is what I do, you know, and you get used to doing this. You get used to seeing this. You can used to seeing their condition, you know, and it's week after week, after week, after week. I could just imagine this individual the same thing for 12 years. But then she heard about Jesus. If I can only touch. And he says that immediately. But what happens also immediately in verse 30, Jesus knowing in himself that power, that power, you know, had gone out of him. In other words, he had the anointing. He had the gift of healing. But guess what? It took her faith to touch him. It took her faith to touch him. And once she touched him, immediately she was healed. But immediately also Jesus knew, somebody touched me. Somebody withdrew something from me. Somebody took something from me. Somebody took some of my anointing from me because of that touch. This morning, as we sit here, immediately God can touch you. Immediately, God can restore. Immediately, God can heal. But do we have that faith to reach out? Do we have that faith to go out there and, and get out of the comfort zone and say, no, I'm going to believe what the Lord has said in his word. I'm going to trust him for my wife. I'm going to trust him for my husband. I'm going to trust him for my children. Yeah, those ones that are being disobedient right now, I'm going to trust them that he's going to restore. I'm going to trust him that salvation is around the corner for them, that God is reaching out to them. I'm going to trust him for my loved ones. I'm going to trust him for my mom and dad that are not doing well. I'm going to believe and I'm going to trust him. Can we, can we reach out to the Lord and say, I'm going to trust you once again? Come on now. You know you've been going through struggles. You know you've been going through hard times. And who hasn't? 
We all go through different kinds of struggles, different kinds of measures in the struggles. But if we just believe that if we just believe and trust God, God is the God of turnaround. God is the God that could restore. And in, in, in Leviticus, it was all condemnation. It was sin. You know, they had to wait. It was a long process. You know, and here we find a woman that was dealing with this for 12 years. But she said, if I can only touch. Can you touch the Lord today? Absolutely. Because he is present right there. And he says, and he says there in verse, in verse, uh, uh, you know, he, he tells the disciples, somebody touch me. And they all say, everybody's touching you, Lord. Everybody's touching you. How come not, not nobody else, you know, receive a touch? How come nobody else receive a hit? Because they were not touching him in faith. But she did. She did. You know, they were all there. They probably wanted him to, to feed them. They probably wanted something else. From, but then he had that faith, you know. But she had that faith, if I can only touch. You see, faith goes a long way. Faith goes a long way. Faith goes beyond the situation that I'm in and that I'm trust that I'm here. I'm going to trust in God, and God has an answer. And God's going to make a way. Is there anything too impossible for the Lord? Anything too big that he cannot do? No. He is always faithful, and he is always ready, even when we come behind him. Come on! Even when we come behind him. Even, even when, when, when we touch the him of his garment. You know what the hem of his garment? That's the lower part of his garment, you know? And she came behind him. And she said, if I can only touch, if I can only reach out, if I can only reach out and touch and touch, if I can only touch that garment, if I can only feel that garment, you know? And she did. She just touched it and she was restored. She just touched it and she received healing. And this morning, your healing is there. Come on now. We got to trust God. We can't trust man. We got to trust God and what God says. And he says, if you can only touch me, I can restore you. And look what it says in 34. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Because of her faith. Because she trusted God. But even before this, she was afraid. Because he said there that she was afraid what they would do to her. Because she was out of order. Because she shouldn't be doing what she was doing. But she took her faith. And she pushed herself beyond the circumstances. Beyond, beyond the law. Because the law states that she should have been put out. The law, the law states that she probably should have been stoned to death. Because she was out of order. Because she was unclean. But guess what? She looked at Jesus. If I can only touch. And guess what? And she received her healing. So no matter what obstacles we're going through today, no matter what difficult times we are going through today, we got to trust God and touch him. Because when we reach out, he is faithful. She came behind him. She came behind him and touched his, the, the hem of his garment. And, and the anointing came out of him. And it fell on her. And she was restored. We can't surprise God. We cannot reach out to him from the, from the back and thinking, oh, we're going to take a little bit of him. No, because he is favored, because he loves you so much. He said, I am here and I want to touch you and I want to heal you and I want to restore you. And I got this. That's what God is saying this morning, because look what this woman did. She went beyond what the law says, beyond what man said, and she trusted God. Can you get out of your comfort zone? 
and take a step of faith this morning. Come on, take a step this morning and just trust God. Let God be God and you be you. If you allow God to be himself and you say, Lord, I surrender to you. I give it up to you. I'm going to wait up to you. You're the one that's going to bring the change. You're the one that's going to touch my family. You're the one that's going to touch my marriage. You're the one that's going to touch my children. You're the one that's going to restore what the enemy has stolen from me. If we just trust God and lean on him this morning, he is faithful to say, I am here. Come unto me and I will give you rest. Come unto me and I will restore. Come unto me and I can comfort you. Come unto me and I can give you my peace. Not the peace that the world gives, but my peace. My peace that surpasses all understanding. My peace that goes beyond the norm. Because sometimes we need that peace that goes beyond the norm. Come on. Because we're going through so much and we're saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you despite what I see, despite what they're telling me, despite what I feel. I'm going to trust in you just like this individual did. She said, if I can only touch, he is that close to you. And he's saying, I am here and I love you. Yeah, the Old Testament, Leviticus, oh my God. They had you waiting on the waiting list. They had you, they had you in the back of the line. Because you have to go through all these steps to receive your cleansing. You have to go through all these steps to get you right. But today we have Jesus and Jesus says, hey, I got this. You don't have to go through this because why? Because I already went through it for you. And I'm just here waiting for you to come on to me and I will come for you. I will strengthen you. I will give you hope. I will restore. I will make a new way. The word of God says that I will make a way in the desert just for you. Where everything seems impossible, I'm going to make a way. I will turn whatever stones have to be turned over to make a way for you. That's what God is saying in his word. Just like he did for this individual that should have been that should have been stoned to death, that should have been kicked out of the camp. Guess what? Jesus received her, just like he receives us this morning. So my brothers and sisters, as you stand, before the Lord, as you wait upon him, he got this and he's making a way for you. He's bringing supernatural breakthrough for you. Come on now. He's so good, my brothers. I, I was reading this and I, and I got to the, I was going back and forth. How am I going to talk about blood and, and all this kind of stuff? And I was like, when it gets to the woman and, and her, and, and, you know, and the woman's cycle and all that kind of stuff. And he said, like, man, it, it, might, it, it had to be bad back then. But thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you made a way for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you're always perfect. Thank you, Jesus, that you always have the answer. Thank you, Jesus, that your peace is always there for every single one of us. So, my brothers and sisters, as we take off from this week, yes, it's going to be a long week. Hey, and, and also, you got to go out there and put the votes on. Come on. You got the paperwork in the mail. It's time for us to stand up for what is right. So, I'm going to throw it out there. I know we don't, we don't speak politics and all that kind of stuff. If you don't like the way this country is going, it's time for you to step up. And it's time for you to make your mark and time, time for you to go out there and vote. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but vote for whoever God tells you to vote for. You know, who is the, the man or that woman that God has for you to vote for this, this week? Because why? Because we can make a difference. We can make a difference. As a church of God, we stand for biblical principles. We stand for, the, for life. So you make the call. 
but go out there and make and, and, and do what you're supposed to do as a citizen of this country and vote and vote and vote. But you know, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for to all my brothers and sisters out there. You know, God, I'm going to pray right now because I got to go. I got to go. And you guys got to go to work. Come on now. I know you got to go to work. You got things you got to do. And you're going to say, come on, Hernandez. Hurry up. Hurry up. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I just thank you that you made a way. You made a way in the desert, Father God. You made a way when everything was impossible, Father. And just like, you know, your people, Father God, had all these laws and had all, all of these requirements and restrictions, Father. And, and if you touch this and if you touch this, you're going to be uncleansed, Father. I thank you that we can come to you, Father God, and you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You deliver us from all sin, Father God. When we come to you and we surrender it to you, you, you take us into your bosom, Father God. So I just thank you for touching us this morning. And I pray for all my brothers and sisters, Father, those that are listening later on, that you would just bless them, that you would just make a way for them, that you would just give them your comfort, your direction, your peace, your joy, Father God, your gladness, your hope, your mercy, Father God. I pray, oh Lord, that they can rejoice in you despite what's going on, Father, that they can rejoice in your presence. Holy Spirit, make yourself well known to them, Father. Restore them, Father. Restore their strength. Restore their faith, Father, if they're lacking. And I just pray for their homes and their families. Bless them, Father God. And thank you for this time, Father, that we have come together in your presence, Lord God. Be with us. Keep us, Father, throughout this week. And I thank you for the breakthroughs. And I thank you for answering prayers. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. You have a blessed weekend. Well, weekend, not weekend, it's week. Oh, my God, the weekend is over. But have a blessed week. Trust in God. Lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I love you. We'll see each other soon. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Keep your focus, keep your focus, keep your focus. Love you.